Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Michelle, Danny Mac, and Randy, and each week we are honored to be graced by the presence of a Lindenwood University grad, a native of St. Louis, uh, a guy that Dan and I both worked with at KMOX. The one and only George Amzinger is with us on 101 ESPN. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let me tell you something, Randy. I, I love like you watch so much MLB tonight. What I think needs to change is you deserve producer credit. Okay, our show is nominated for its eighth Emmy Award, okay? We've won seven for Best Nightly Studio Show. Folks, Randy Carricker will text me and be like, hey, Mike Schilt, great sound. Here's the quote you wanted in your show. And what, you know it, it's a, a whole huge segment that we have to put in our show. So I think Randy Carricker deserves producer credit. <laughs> of MLB tonight. He is that impactful on our broadcast every night. I, I appreciate that, and you just put it up on your shelf. I, I'll just have that knowledge. Uh, and by the way, uh, you, you have to tell us about George because people might be saying, what the heck? What's he saying? All right, so I, I do a, a segment called Greg's List, spinoff of Craig's List, and I rank whatever I think is interesting. Well, with all these juniors, Vladdy Jr., Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., they're taking over baseball. So I told a little story before I started the list, my top nine juniors in baseball, that I am still permanently insulted that I'm not Stephen Amsinger Jr. My dad had six boys in a row and then a girl. And he, he would hold the baby and be like, no, no, no. Four of us, four of us were rejects. And the fifth one, he named... Steven Amsinger Jr. And these were game day decisions. These were, hey, Steve, do you want to hold your son? And he would hold the baby and look at us and be like, that's not quite uh, a junior. So I I was named his – I was given his middle name. I was not – I was a junior reject. I was not given his name. So my name was George. His middle name was George. So my name was George Amsinger for two and a half days. And my mom kept crying every time she held baby George. This is no offense to all of your listeners who have the first name George. And they had to redo all the paperwork because she's like, I can't have a son named George. So my middle name is, is George. Very detailed, but I felt like America needed to know That's that. Great. That's a great story, Greg. And I, I can't see you as a George. I'm with your mom here. I'm glad you're a Greg. Thank you. You know, I would agree with that, but uh, the director last night, Mark Deaver, who's really, I mean, he's kind of a jerk. We have one of the <laughs> rudest directors in all of sports TV. He put my name up after I told that story the rest of the night, George Amsinger. And and, and until, I, until I saw that in font, I, I didn't realize it actually looks good. And I never, I never signed off on Greg. I think Greg is stale. What a terrible name, Greg. 
I always wanted I always wanted my name to be Anthony. I felt like I looked more like a Tony. So uh, anyway, that hair is a Tony. Thank you, Michelle. I agree. Mm -hmm. So you want to be part of the mob? You want to be part of the mob? That's exactly right. I actually uh, in high school when I would go to parties at other schools like Francis Howe, Francis Howe North, the Zoom Wall stand, I would actually lie and say my name was 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 Tony. Yeah, yeah, my my name is Tony. Hopefully you weren't packing heat or any of these things, you know. You need to get, like, a button-down shirt, some uh, chains. You'd have fit right in. So, hey. I tried, man. I tried. The sideburns were long. The hair I get was it. thick. I tried. I get it. The segment that you guys had on the Cardinals and the situation surrounding con- uh, the substances that are on baseballs these days was great. And I love your point. It's It's kind of a situation where either you do it or you don't. Yes, yes. I think both guys were in the right. Um, Joe West in that moment, that isolated moment. I'm okay with it. Yeah, if you think there's a substance on on Gallegos' hat, then tell him to change the hat. He didn't kick him out of the game. Uh, But if you're going to do that, and you've been umpiring since 1976, and minutes after we do this live look-in, or we we talk about this moment in Chicago where Mike Schultz comes out and is like, why was my guy – this isolated moment where he, you know, he was kind of targeted for no reason. And I'm watching every single game managing. And I see so many pitchers doing so many other things. This makes no sense. You just opened up Pandora's box. Now you really got to police the game. I think Joe West was right in the moment. And I think Mike Schilt was spot on for what he said after the game, after we get done doing the segment, Moments later, I'm going live inside the park to Pittsburgh where, where, where Craig Kimbrell's cap is dripping of something. I mean, it's the most disgusting cap I've ever seen. You see a huge spot of something on his bill, and, and we don't care. And those that umpire crew is cool with it. I've watched numerous pitchers this year doing live look-ins where they are going to the laces of their glove, rubbing the back of their neck, constantly rubbing their forearm, rubbing their belt. I, you see it night in and night out. But for some reason, uh, Gallegos' cap was way over the line. We got we to we gotta actually police things. And, you know, I didn't say this on the air last night, but, but I, I, to me this makes the most sense. And I said in the commercial break, we have the technology, law enforcement has the technology to walk in with this infrared and turn the lights off, and you can see where blood is all mm-hmm. over a house, right? It just shines. Why is it an umpire doesn't have a little, like, you know, a little mini radar gun where, yes, I get it. We don't want to slow the game down. You can't examine every pitcher's cap. You can't examine every pitcher's glove. It would take forever. But what if you just had a piece of technology on, on your holster where Yachty makes, you know, catches strike one, and the umpire goes, hey, let me see that ball. Uh, zaps it and sees gunk all over. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's pine tar all over this baseball. You're kicked out of the game. How come we don't have that technology? Because we should, and I think we could, in four seconds after a guy hits a home run, we know his exit velocity and we know how far the ball went. Yeah. So why can't we get a little – why can't we get something to zap a baseball immediately and know this pitcher is cheating? we got to get rid of all of it. It is an unwritten rule that is annoying me, and it's been annoying me forever. My son is 11 years old. He's a pitcher. And at some point, daddy's going to have to sit down with him and teach him how to cheat. I'm going to have to teach him how to, to use pine tar and rosin with sunscreen. And I'm going to have to teach him how to get that super grip. And the other thing, I went off on Cliff Floyd, and I know I'm being lengthy. I apologize. <laughs> What bothers me so much, the argument that I get, is that position players, hitters, have been bamboozled by pitchers. 
they, they have been sold this narrative that if a pitcher doesn't have incredible grip, if he's not cheating with a foreign substance and he can't super grip a baseball, the only outcome of that is he gets hit in the head. That's what Coach Floyd said last night. Well, I want guys to have a grip because I don't want to get hit in the head. I go, why is that the outcome? of a guy not cheating with a baseball. How come the outcome is his spin rate isn't exactly great. He hangs his slider instead of a slider with incredible bite that strikes you out. And the hanging slider over the plate is when you hit 450 feet to for a home run. How come that isn't the outcome of pitchers not using grip and seeing substances? So I went off on it last night and I, I don't think Cliff liked me for about 12 minutes, <laughs> but then we got over it. <laughs> and by the way, this is all a product of technology and spin rate. Back in the day, the Cardinals glorified Steve Klein's cap. They had a Steve Klein cap day that had all the splotches of pine tar all over it. But we didn't know about spin rate then. But you, you're telling me that Steve Klein didn't have something on his cap to help him perform better? It was all Without clean. A- Doubt. I mean, one of my best friends in life is Dan Plesak. Back in the 80s, I mean, there was no – he was the oldest Chapman of relievers when he broke into the big leagues with uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. He, he openly admits that in 18 years of pitching in Major League Baseball, he says, Greg, don't ever go out there alone. He had substances all over him. Almost five different locations of his body had something he could go to in case the other one dried up. So he, he openly admits to this. That's ridiculous. And the whole argument of, oh, well, uh, if uh, pitchers can't use uh, substances to get grip of the baseball, then I guess batters can't use batting gloves and batters can't use pine tar on their bat. That's ridiculous. That's ri- a, a Hall of Famer is out seven out of ten times anyway. Anyway. So it's already advantage, advantage pitcher going in. Batters can't use baseball. steroids. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I, I just the narrative of if he doesn't use it, I'm going to get hit in the head. It's it's a testament to how smart pitchers are because they've outsmarted hitters for decades. Greg, I want to zag a little bit here, but it feels like we're airing out things that upset us. So I'm just going to jump on this bandwagon. The okay. Angels, okay, 22 and 27, they're fourth in the AL West. I know that they've dealt with injuries to Trout and Rendon, but the thing about the Angels is we've always wondered: Are they wasting Mike Trout's career? Are they going to waste Otani's too? Oh man, you know what? It, it, as long as he's an Angel, he's only got a couple of years left, and and at some point. You're going to have to wonder how many huge, monstrous contracts can one owner give out to a mediocre team. It it is that crazy. And, look, this is a club that I don't see any relief in sight. Their their pitchers are just not getting people out. Uh, Canning was okay yesterday, and that was as quality of a quality start as the Angels have had in a while. Uh, They've won a couple games in a row. Justin Upton was put in the leadoff spot. He led off two games with a homer. But that's the kind of stuff that has to happen for this team to win 9-8. to Uh, no matter what they do, they're going to give up runs. Their bullpen, other than Rysel Iglesias, is terrible. It's really bad, and it's been the ongoing narrative of the Angels for a long time. They spend all this money on position players, but they don't really invest in pitchers. And if you ask me, there's no way to explain the Angels getting outbid for Garrett Cole. Mm -hmm. There is – there's no way to justify it. This is not bidding on a piece of real estate in Montclair, New Jersey, which, by the way, is going up in hotcakes, man. I can sell my house <laughs> in a heartbeat, right? But they have bidding wars for houses. So, so you go, okay, um, uh, five people want to bid on my house. I'm like, All right, here's the deal. Uh, you give me your best offer. I told you what the, the, the sell price is. 
you give me your best offer, no one's going to know what the other offer is. So you might be bidding against yourself. That's how things work in real estate out here. So why did it feel like that with Garrett Cole? How come the Angels didn't say to his representation, hey, um, whatever the Ains or the Yankees offer, we'll give you a, a million dollars more a year. Just know that. Whatever they offer you, we'll pay you one million more. That's how badly we need you. Oh, by the way, your wife is from the area. All this will work out. They got financially outbid by the New York Yankees. It's shameful. They went with Anthony Rendon. They didn't need another bat. And without Garrett Cole, without Winday, the Angels signed up for at least five more years of mediocrity. So it's frustrating because, you know, I, I, I love to listen to my bad knee, Michelle, and I like to make predictions. I predicted the Angels would win the West. And, man, my bad knee is just looking like my thumb. My thumb is seriously infected, guys. It's got, like, a white bubble on it, and it's gross. It is so nasty. It's disgusting. I'm thinking gonna, I think I'm going to actually show it on the show tonight uh, because that, Zach Plesak busted his thumb. And my, I think I'd trade my right thumb for Zach Lisak. That's how gross it is. I'm going to stump for a local guy here, and I, I hope he's going to start getting some national attention. But as you know, Greg, doing all the games every night, um, I'm watching him play, and I'm not sure where the Cardinals would be without Tommy Edmond. Now, he hits a couple of home runs yesterday, which is fine. That's an easy guy to pick. But I'm telling you, man, the little things that he does for this team and the flexibility he's given this team through injury – he is one of the most valuable pieces of the puzzle for the Cardinals, and he's also really good. And I'm not sure he's getting a lot of national attention. You know, it's so great you say that because we were talking yesterday. If you go back and just watch Ben Zobris' early on career with mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Rays, it's eerily similar to what kind of quality he provided. Uh, him hitting two home runs yesterday is not shocking. The fact that he came in with two home runs on the year playing every day was, I think, I don't know what you think, Dan, I think down the line, this is a 20-homer bat. I think he can, can de- develop that way. Switch hit. He's never in a matchup that you're not going to like. He makes contact. I love players like him. I, I just do. And it's not just because of the defensive versatility. And, hey, listen, he's not going to win a gold glove in right field. He botched one the other day. But he can play out there. He can cover a lot of ground. He's a terrific athlete. He can steal you a base. He's a constant presence in the leadoff spot, which the Cardinals have lacked since Matt Carpenter was hitting home runs in the leadoff spot. I love the way he plays, and I want to see more players who don't want to strike out. Bingo. I mean, we've kind of overlooked the Yadier Molinas of the world, um, but Nick Madrigal, what he's doing with the White Sox, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, Nicky Lopez with the Kansas City Royals, giving them some versatility as a shortstop with uh, Mondesi out. He just came back. Guys that do not want to strike out, I just think are so refreshing. And I think Tommy Edmond right now could be one of the MVPs of the team. we got to see those type of players rewarded. I don't know how you do it. You know, if, if you start going into arbitration and say, you know what, this guy had X amount of sacrifices. This guy hit behind the runners. So that is worth X amount of dollars. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, until you start seeing uh, those kind of things, it, it probably doesn't change. But these are the type of players that we want to watch. They're entertaining. That's what Whit Merrifield said. If you want to change baseball, you can't just pay the guys to right. exit velocity and slug because now you're going to have everyone up there slugging. Look, at the end of the day, these guys are doing this for a living. They're not doing this just to entertain us. You know, their, their spouses are watching and they're bummed when they go 0 for 4, 4 strikeouts like our guy 
Brett Phillips, the World Series hero of the Rays, did last night, uh, four strikeouts. Why? He's up there swinging for the fences, man. I mean, all these guys know what gets them paid. When they go to arbitration, the team that employs them isn't going to say, yeah, I know he only hit 11 home runs and his exit velocity was the lowest on the team, but he's a winning player. Whit Merrifield doesn't strike out. He'll steal you a base. They don't mention any of that stuff now. So it's it, it, it's we've got to compensate, to your point, the players that do what it takes to win a game. I mean, the to bring up RBIs in a season in an arbitration case, you'll get laughed at. That's right. I'm sorry. That, that, that is a skill. There are guys that know how to drive in a run. Last night in Miami, Reese Hoskins, runner at first and third, a scoreless game, one-two pitch, throws the bat essentially at a slider that was just off the plate, too close to take, fly ball, right field, sack fly. This is stuff Reese Hoskins did not do two years prior. He's become a run producer. His manager told me that. He's become a run producer, and especially Real Muto and Harper out of the lineup. That's his job. He's got to swing the bat and try to get someone in. And making contact and getting the player home, scoring that valuable run, it's important. We need to pay the guys that do it well. Greg, you're the best. Uh, And I don't mind sitting in the balcony at the Emmys, by the way. I can get you in, man. I'll get you in. I can pull some strings, you know. I mean, you, you might have to be my date. So I'll tell wifey. Plus that, one, no that, problem. Yeah, you know, you'll be my plus one. And that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you're going to have to style your hair. You can't show up in a, in a cardinal cap. You have to wear a nice outfit and you have to style your hair. Okay? Ain't going to have Fair enough. I'll, I'll go Greg Amzinger on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that. I grow the sideburns. Grow the sideburns. Yeah. Have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate it. You guys are the best. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.